Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 106 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. And I got to turn this back up because I can't really hear myself. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. I don't know. Uh, you can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Second hour of the show, by the way, is brought to you by Digitex. What happened there? What? There we go. That's better. Uh, Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. You can uh, text us at 6.30, 6.30 on our Heartland Ford text line. We've got a ton of texts coming in, many on Mike Gillis. Uh, with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest uh, volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Uh, We're available on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. We have a little bit of time here to take some open line. We're on Twitter, at Oilers. Now you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. And guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Yo, Don, Shotgun Sean. Don't be afraid to swing by. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. All right, just before we get to text and open line time, uh, and again, we'll, we will open up the phone line, 780-496-0063. Tyler has texted the show, and Tyler says, uh, good luck with open line time. You're willingly stepping into a viper pit. Oh, I don't think it's a snake pit that I'm going into. Sorry, I don't. You know, most people are quite reasonable. And uh, exasperated, frustrated, and don't like seeing certain things happen. But most people are... Canadians are fairly uh, polite. Two of the... uh, uh, I know yesterday at the season seed holder event, two of the the toughest uh, speakers at the event, caller, you know... that asked questions were a couple ladies and they actually said <laughs> like I don't mean to put you on the spot here but here's what I think and I thought it was pretty good Brendan, do we want to get to 
I know we got a couple calls already here. Again, 780-496-0063. And you can text us at 630-630. Um, do you have uh, the Hitch stuff, first of all? Make, what do you got from Hitchcock here? What do you got spliced open? Okay, well, uh, I had to bleep some of this out, so I don't want to run the whole thing raw. But well, why, why did you have to bleep it out? Well, he's a fired-up coach. and uh, Does he, he was, drop an F-bomb in it? Yeah, bull stuff. Well, you can. You, that word is applicable. in the. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure new, people have probably heard that word here in the province of Alberta. All right. Well, with your you, blessing. Kind of like, like, you know, uh, constantly handing over $11 billion in transfer payments a year to the province of Quebec is total bull bleep. Right? I think most Albertans listening to the show right now would understand that perspective. Bob, that's not how equalization payments work. Don't you get how it... Hey, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, you know, this is... this is in my, in my Canada, I'm waiting for the day that Alberta gets $11 billion a year in equalization payments, and then we get a veto Hydro-Quebec plans. How does that sound? Does that sound fair? All right. Uh, give me, this is on the playoff, uh, on the uh, sort of the mindset that the team has to have. You got that one queued up, Brendan? Give me the thumbs up or give me the thumbs down. What do you got going on here? Do it for all the rich kids that never got the chance. It might be the last time me and me both do this. Here we go. We're in the hearse and we're going up to the cemetery. So let's cut the will you? Like, we're now in the hearse. We're now entering Boot Hill. So somewhere between, we're on that road... We're on that road from Yuma to Boot Hill, so um, it's up to us in the locker room. We keep we keep popping our head up and keep staying alive, and rest of the people, we're hoping they pull us out of the hearse and put it down into Yuma again, so we'll see. All right, that's Ken Hitchcock earlier today. Again, you can text us at 630, 6.30. Uh, Topher out of uh, Bob Stick to Sports. What are you talking about, Topher? You were the biggest Come on, man. You're like as pro-Albertan as it gets. You can text us at 630-630. There were lots of comments on Mike Gillis. I just wanted to get to... Where was it? Um, this text comes in for people. Uh, this text says, Bob, uh, Toby uh, has sucked as an owner, inaccurate, but I'm glad to- Toby got held a- accountable. If he continues to play the way he has the rest of his career, will be in the AHL. Yes, the comments were inaccurate, but suck it up, Toby, and stand up in the blue paint a little more. I'll be happy to take the abuse for $2.5 million. I'm doing nothing uh, to-, to help that. Well, and again, I think Reader's going to bounce back next season. Like, he'll bounce back. That's my prediction. Where did all of the texts go? Um, Rob says, Bob, I don't think you realize, but you talked for almost six minutes rambling about a bunch of different topics before getting any questions with Elliot. Why not set the stage for about a minute at the most and then uh, ask a question? It would make the conversation a lot more interesting. Thank you, Rob, for being the program director on the show. We can always improve. AJ says, Bob, how about this crazy idea? Let Keith Gretzky keep the GM role and stop having a revolving door of hockey minds coming in thinking they're the solution to the Oilers' woes. Over and over again, the Oilers have hit uh, the reset. Maybe continuity in times of adversity will build actual improvement. This text from Ken, Bob, why are some media guys sold on the dumbest man in hockey, Mike Gillis? This is the guy that gave Luongo the stupid 12-year contract. We don't need another GM with no cap management. Regards, Ken. Ken, what I would say is I don't, I don't think anybody thinks 
that Mike Gillis is dumb. That's not the issue. Okay? I, I think Mike's a fairly smart guy. I don't think he's dumb. Some of his stuff didn't work out. To the phone lines we go. We start with uh, John on line number one. John, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, just a couple points. Um, you mentioned a couple weeks ago when you're, you were talking, I think, to Burke, uh, you talked about the Oilers needing to pump more resources into sports science and uh, analytics. Yep. And you also said scouting. Yep. Um, just kind of wanted you to elaborate on that. Like, are you talking about pro or amateur or both? both. So why are you – obviously you feel like they weren't putting in enough to begin with. It was, was that Shirelli's decision or were there just not funds for it? I'm I'm not 100 – like I believe that there was a different uh, sphere of influence on the analytics side that they moved, yeah. away, that they moved away from. Basically, Dallas Sakins and Craig Matavich hired, Dal, uh, hired uh, Tyler Dello. Uh, they previously had Dark Horse Analytics working with them. Uh, I, I think that it's not bad to have more than one streams on the analytics side. To, it, it can't be overwhelming. It can't. You got. You got to combine the analytics right with eyes as well. Oh, 100%. And then in terms of in terms of the scouting, um, there may sometimes what happens is when a general manager comes in, he wants scouts that are like him. Here, here's an example. So Steve Tambellini has a bunch of scouts who contracts are up, right? And he says to them, look, we need character. We need a Canadian guy. We can trust a Canadian guy. Uh, Yakupov's Russian. You know those Russians, right? Like, And I don't know if that's what got said. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. And you get Mitch Moraz. <laughs> In the uh, second round of that draft. Yeah. 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 And Right? So I, I, I would suggest that you have to apply some statistical formula. I, look, I've seen some of the stuff that Dark Horse did, and it made a lot of sense to me on uh, on why you don't draft certain type, why you don't take major leaps of faith for bigger, uh, bigger, more physical players that don't put up points between 10 to 40. That was one of their summations that they, and I tend to agree with that, because when you look at where the Oilers missed in 2011, 2012, because I don't think they missed, like they got Pitlick in the second round of 2010. I think that was a decent pick. Uh, yeah. now they drafted Curtis Hamilton. He never played a game in the NHL. They drafted Marinchin. He's had a, a fairly long career in the NHL, though he's never been a really, I mean, he's a third-bearing defenseman. But they didn't, they had a decent second round in 2010. But in 2011, 2012, they missed with their second-round picks. Um, in 2013, they, you know, that one they handed over to the analytics group. That was Mac T's year, and they picked Marco Wall, and they never signed him. Uh, 2014, I don't think they had a second-round pick. 2015... We pissed him away. <laughs> yeah, made a bad trade. Um, one more thing. Made a bad uh, trade. And by the way, I want to say, John, I yeah. was, I thought Griffin Reinhardt could play as a... I thought Griffin Reinhardt could play as a top four defenseman in the National Hockey League. I was completely wrong on Griffin Reinhardt, but I did yeah. not see him play in the American Hockey League that year, and nor did and I would not have given up the thirty three with the sixteen to get Griffin Reinhardt if it were me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but well, I thought I, he, like I want you to know I thought he was going to be a player. And if you'd seen him play as like I saw Griffin, the one when he came back the one year in junior, the Oil Kings won thirty of their first thirty five games with him in the lineup. Right, he looked all world, but you know, there's other things that happen with players. You got to put the work in in the off season, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I saw him in junior too. He just seemed he was a big guy who, you know, could get away with it because he was about four inches and thirty five pounds bigger than. You got to admit, he was pretty damn dominant and looked pretty poised in major junior hockey. 
Yes, but if you look at his stats, actually in his last there year, you go. He, he, there, he's only, okay, and there, that's where the analytics has to come uh, in. Okay, and, and that's so. Do you know who Bowen Byram is? Yes, he's that defenseman out of Vancouver. Do you know that even strength scoring wise, he's been uh, in terms of relative to his power play points, the the closest correlation that somebody could find was Alex Petrangelo. That excites some, me. That excites somebody we gotta, somebody we got to look at for sure this year. Anyhow, I wanted to mention a profile of what I want in the next GM. Can, okay, can you make it quick? I'll make it quick. I want somebody who's in his 40s. I don't want somebody that's over the hill. I want somebody who's hungry. I want somebody who's a grinder. I want somebody who walks up to the podium when he gets hired and he says, we're not taking shortcuts. It's going to be a couple more years before we're icing a Stanley Cup contending team. I don't want somebody who's going to take shortcuts. I don't want somebody who's signing players to seven-year contracts where everybody, even the optimists, know the last three years are a write-off. Yep. Have a good weekend, Bob. Thanks, Take, Take care. Let's go to KJAM quickly on line three. KJAM, how are you? I'm doing good, Bob. Doing good. I uh, I wanted to talk about the the Bob Nicholson Toby Reader thing real quick. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's fair to say, although you know people are still calming down and cooling down and taking a look at it logically, and or, or maybe that's yet to come for some people that that the majority of Oilers fans here aren't really that mad at Bob Nicholson over the Toby Ryder comments. That is just a platform. Look, Toby Ryder, like, like, you know, it, it, like, just frame it like this. If the Oilers were, were, were in the, the thick of the playoffs right now, you know, we're just battling for positions, and this comment comes out, it would definitely be, you know, shamed. But do you think that the visceral kind of anger would be here for it? The thing for, for Bob Nicholson moving forward is, is he needs to either hire a general manager that's going to have the right culture combined with uh, the ability to, to see players and to see value and to look for other people, a general manager that will look for other people to be able to fill in the areas that he doesn't know and is open to that sort of thing, or he needs to be moved aside by Daryl. And if neither of those things happen, then good luck to the Edmonton Oilers. All right. Thanks, KJAP. Thank you. Let's go to Derek on line number four. Derek, how are you? Hi, Bob. I'm very good. How about yourself? Good. You said you um, to... I just want to make a couple comments and then leave you to discuss it, and I'll listen to you on the radio hereafter. Yep. But first of all, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. I just haven't had a chance to, to tell this and get this off my mind. But, okay, first things first, does Keith Gretzky not want to be GM of the Oilers? And, and the thing is, why I'm saying this is I kind of want maybe we should swing a different way, go with our gut, instincts stick with what we've got like the, and does ken hitchcock not want to be a coach because this is what this is my what i'm thinking in comes a new gm and with new gms usually comes whole new coaching staff and then it's a whole new start all over again and in this instance what i'm thinking is let's say keith gretzky is given the reins to be a gm because he, i think he's been groomed kind of for the job and I don't know if he wants to be one but uh, if I'm thinking let's say if Ken Hitchcock stays and these Oilers get winning it's quite possible we could even be witnessing history with him being the all-time winningest coach so um, other than that my other point is I really just over so many years of watching and being frustrated and being the biggest Oilers fan there is 
I honestly believe I heard someone come out with this a few years ago, but I am really convinced that someone put a curse on the Oilers. Okay. I want every religious sect to go down the Rogers place and 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 exercise that all the demons out of that place because I've never seen such rotten luck on the hockey. Wasn't rotten luck on April eighteenth, twenty fifteen, I can tell you that. Thanks, Derek. Uh oh. Look, I, I think Keith Gretzky's the Gretzky that has to grind. Wayne Gretzky gets to be Wayne Gretzky. By the way, it wouldn't surprise me if we see Wayne in town maybe late next week. Uh, but Keith Gretzky's the Gretzky that has to grind. He's worked for three different NHL organizations. Some people don't like the affiliate. If his name was Keith Clark instead of Keith Gretzky, Maybe that would appease a certain percentage of the fan base. I don't know. I think most fans are able to look past that, and I also think that most people like to be judged on their own merits. There are some people that have made their judgment on Keith Gretzky based upon the behind the B video uh, on the trade of Tyler Sagan. Okay? Just for the record, so everybody knows, Keith Gretzky was not here when Taylor Hall got traded, and he was not here when Yessa Pugliarvi was drafted. Okay? Uh... And the Boston Bruins, just so everybody's got clarity, they weren't taking Matthew Barzell. They had three cracks. They didn't take him. And Gretzky was a big part of that coaching staff. The Boston Bruins were not taking him. Think about what happened in 2015. Shirelli losing the power battle there. Who do you think had the power? Anyhow. I think he's a legitimate candidate. I think there's lots of other really good legitimate candidates. I've mentioned them. For me, Kelly McCrimmon is a really good candidate, okay? I'd have time for Lawrence Gilman. I'd have time for Mark Hunter. I'd have time for Ross Mahoney out of Washington. In the past, I mentioned Bill Guerin and Norm McIver. None of those guys have been GMs. Let's go to Anthony on line number five. Hi, Anthony. How you doing? Great, Bob. Sorry we kept Bob, you waiting. Can you, can you think of any reasons why Ken Hitchcock couldn't be a general manager? I think Ken's a coach or an advisor to coaches. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, pretty good mind. Hockey mind. I, oh, no, he knows no, no, players. no, no, no. He's he's got a good mind. Uh, I, I think Ken. I think Ken loves coaching. That's that's the thing. So yeah, I, I think he does too. Okay, and I had one other. Uh, I wanted to. One other thing I wanted to bring up while here is what happened to the discussion on getting rid of the icing when you have a penalty. Why should you have any advantage yeah. when you take a penalty to be able to icing? It's a boring play. No one likes it. Scotty <laughs> Bowman actually came out and said, yeah, they should get rid of that. What do you think? Uh, that would be a very, uh, yeah, it's not, I don't, you know what? It's, it's a novel concept, Anthony. It makes sense. It ain't going to happen. Okay? It's not that novel. It, it makes sense. You're right. And I think the fans would love it. And, and I think it would, they want more scoring and it's a boring play, I think. Well, this year we've had more scoring. Hey, Anthony, thanks for the call. Okay? Okay. I want to get one more in here. I got Doug on line number three. Doug, you get the last word. How you doing? Real good, Bob. I'll be quick and I'll listen on the air. If if Bill Guerin became coach, uh, sorry, GM. I, and and then, I think that would be really difficult because I, I think he's a, an East Coast guy and I think the Penguins are uh, grooming him. Okay? okay, I'll leave the rest alone. The last comment, in three-on-three uh, -three hockey. Yes. If a penalty occurs, what's wrong with going three-on-two? I've thought about that for a long time. I think it'd be great. Well, you know, we are seeing a lot of games getting resolved on four-on-threes in overtime. Uh, yeah, I just think that's... that's you know what? That's, not, that's another good idea. Hey, Doug, I, I can't say it's a bad idea. It makes sense. 
You bet. Thanks, okay, thanks. Yep, you bet. 125 in Edmonton. You can text us at 630-630. We'll take a quick timeout. I'll get to a couple texts on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 1247. So yesterday, uh, sorry, 127. i got to learn how to read the clock here. It gets challenging. And I haven't had enough rock star this morning. Um Yesterday, uh, Bob Nicholson uh, spoke uh, at a season seat holder event. There were some comments made about uh, Tobias Reader. Nicholson has subsequently apologized uh, to his face and to the Oilers leadership corps as well. Um, the show is called Oilers now. Here's Tobias Reader's comments uh, from just after practice today. You look at it and uh, you, you, you kind of can't believe it, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I, I feel like it's uh, it's disappointing and uh, and, um, and I'm offended by it. Um, you know, I'm the first one to admit uh, I don't have a good year, and uh, you know, uh, it, it has been—it uh, has not been an easy season for me, and uh, you know, it's been hard. And uh, but I'm still going out there and uh, give 100% every time I'm on the ice, uh, every game, and uh, try to help the team win. Uh, I will attest to the fact he's been the first to admit that he hasn't been good enough. Okay. And he knows it, and we all know it. All right, uh, Ann Racido out of Nelson, B.C., smart man. I said if Keith Kretzky's name was Keith Clark, would we have a different perception of him? And Ann Racido says, Bob, I'll take Keith Clark any day over Gillis. Clark or McCrimmon for Oilers' GM job. Oh, that is funny, funny stuff. Uh, we are going to go to a global news weather traffic update at this time with Cassandra Jodwan. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk... Do we know if it's, is it Casey or Cassie? I guess I'll find out in the next segment here uh, about the uh, the Oilers ladies toy drive that's going to take place tomorrow for the uh, Oilers Senators game. My wife Kathleen's listening right now. We can eliminate about uh, 80% of the stuff in the basement, Kath, if we uh, capitalize on this. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.